everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels of least music. Chris Folds, no Greg the engineer today, Magic Mike and Bill at the controls. Magic Mike, let's show your beautiful new camera, the Magic Mirror. Wait, I can make it. Oh, I can make it look like the teddy bear's got hair. <laughs> You're not showing up on oh, yeah, This is the are. new uh, Magic Mike mirror. No Greg? No, uh, no, Greg no Greg today. He's doing a big press release this morning, which we can talk about. It's, 11 uh, o'clock at the library. The library, yeah. We're, uh, we teamed up with them again, partnered with the uh, library and Judy Moore. And, and uh, with only a library card, you can get guitars right now and it's a hugely successful program but we've just added uh ukuleles so big 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 news today okay cool beans the holiday bear folds a quick recap yeah uh, pick up an edition of uh, canvas this week and uh it'll tell you all you need to know you go to certain businesses in town you enter a contest you can win a bear and anyone who enters uh is in a grand prize draw for a dunes golf pass for a season a thousand dollar gift certificate to uh, safeway and 500 bucks at their gas bar. 71, anything? Yeah, oh, 71st episode, yeah, 71, yeah, 71. There's a movie called 71, and it's about the troubles in Ireland. A lot of the religious stuff in there, the Catholics, the Protestants, the orange, the green, uh, a lot of the background of the, of the troubles. Good movie, made in 2014. Maybe stop watching all these stupid Marvel <laughs> part 18 and watch a good movie, and you learn a little bit of history while you're at it. Well, that brings me to my buddy Mike Derzak, who he brings his chalkboard to the movies and counts the explosions. Derzak, he loves those, he loves those movies. Yes. Well, his son, Owen, is one of the kids that's going to be on this show in a little while. Santa, where are your reindeers? Where is even Rudolph the reindeer? We have Santa Claus coming on the show. Santa today. Claus is supposed to be here. We're not, we haven't confirmed 100%, but he's supposed to be here, but he's a busy guy. And he's going to be answering questions. I'm a little from, worried how uh, he's making the time to be here. Well, that's if he is, if he if he shows up, and we think he will, um, it, it'll prove that Christmas is magical because he, you know, he, he was he's, he's all over the world. Santa's coming. <laughs> Santa's, Santa's coming. going to be here. I know Magic Mike has a lot of questions for Santa, <laughs> yeah. and so do our uh, eleven kids that we're going to have 11 on. Kids, and yeah. Santa's going to answer all these questions. Stephen Carpock might have the toughest job today. He's opening for Santa Claus. Yeah, Stephen Carpock is the uh, recently and elected city councillor. He's one of uh, four who uh, have never been on council before, uh, four first-time councillors. And um, yeah, he's going to come and talk about everything that's happening at city council. There, um, as of tomorrow, it'll be two months. As of December 15th, it'll be two months since the election was held. They've had four or five meetings, I think five meetings, four or five meetings, and uh, they're, getting, they're starting to roll. They're starting to get things done. This laptop's a new addition. It's about uh, 30 inches. What's going on? What's going on with the widescreen laptop? That's what she, you that's what she, that's what she said. No, um, it's uh, no. I just I just thought because usually they have the phone and um, you have your. Um, Can you bring it into full screen though? It's it's pretty big. No, it's not. It's just uh, it's, it almost takes up the full full screen there. No, it's just it's massive. I do my this is this on on this machine is how our newspaper, our award winning newspaper, gets done. I lay out virtually the entire thing except for the sports pages and Dave Eagles helps me with a few things when he's not knitting, and I. Uh, I basically this, a lot. this computer, which is hooked up to a monitor at home, um, is used to uh, to write my columns, to lay out all the pages, to to, to so what you get on your doorstep uh, emanates from this computer, including a column that you wrote, which <coughs> I want to ask you about, yeah. uh, your Hamer Jackson column. I read that column, and it doesn't shine a super positive light on the mayor, but if I know you. Your stance really on the mayor is that he deserves a chance. It's an explanatory piece. I was trying to explain to the readers who maybe are busy and don't follow this political intrigue uh, in, in, you know, to the nth degree. I was just trying to explain there's three issues involving uh, the mayor that he's in potential hot water for. Certain conflicts of interest stuff, allegations, nothing's been proven. Um, and he just seems, uh, the overall message is he, he seems to be a guy, and we, we could, we're getting to know him. Um, he, he seems to be a guy who's a little stubborn, I think, and it's, it's uh, sort of like a my way or the highway. That's what it seems to be. And, and, and I've heard a lot of stuff, as has Michael Potestu, our, our City Hall reporter. In the last two weeks, we've heard a lot of stuff we can't even talk about off the record of what's going on at City Hall. Um, and it seems that there's a lot of infighting there. And um, the, the intent of my column was just to say, look, at, um, 
it doesn't have to be a disaster, as one person uh, told me uh, it would happen if, if Hamer Jackson was elected. But the whole council has to get together and work. But what he, I think what, what Reed Hamer Jackson needs to do is swallow any pride he may have and start asking people for help, for advice. Anytime you start a new job in which you have no experience, it would be foolish to say, I can do this. You need to go ask. So I want to know, has he gone and asked Ken Christian, Peter Millibar, Terry Lake, the three previous mayors, for help to say, hey, can you help me? How do I do this job better? Has he gone to the city councillors, even the ones he may not like, to say, hey, you've been here before. I need to, to have lunch with you to ask you about the stuff, to teach yeah. me stuff. He might be doing that. But it just seems to me with a lot of heads, heads being butted, maybe it's not being done enough. Maybe we'll ask him on January 4th at the next uh, Reader's Digest brought to you by Cold Control Mechanical. Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you about um, Mayor Mel Rothenberger. Former Colin. mayor, yes. Yes, yeah. but yeah. calls himself, well. He's the armchair mayor. Armchair mayor. He used to be mayor. He yes. Was, he was mayor from, I think, 99 to 005. Yeah. His column, the gist of it was for the councillors that seem to be not trying hard enough to, to work with the mayor, suck it up. Mm -hmm. The people elected this man, mm -hmm. get on board, find a middle ground, and try and move forward. Yeah. So what do you make of that? Well, I kind of skimmed the, the column. Um, I, I, I did read a bit of it. It's, they're so short, and they're just sort of like, um, to the point, to the point. But Mel has, has, has uh, the thing with Mel, he's been there, he knows. He, he was mayor for, for six years. He knows the inner machinations of City Hall. He knows more about about how, how, the, how things go behind the scenes. So um, I, I would have liked him to get a little more into detail about, you know, what can they do? Because what, what he didn't say, he might not know, is that city, city councillors who I talked to, they're trying to, to work with, with the mayor. And from what I heard uh, is that some things are working fine. Yesterday's council meeting on December 13th was the smoothest meeting I've seen um, since, since the election. If you were just an outsider and never knew there was intrigue going on, you'd think this is a pretty well-run council. They were getting stuff done. They were asking questions. They're making plans for the future. It was a really well-run council meeting with, with no drama. Right. Um, but behind the scenes, there's still stuff happening. Um, and and, um, one and that's, that's, that's newsworthy. It is newsworthy for sure. Like like one of the things yesterday that happened is that um, I got uh, I, I got tipped off that not tipped off. Someone said, "Hey, the uh, on the agenda, the, the the regular agenda, there was an item about Hamer Jackson finally naming his committees, those important committees that talk about stuff that go to council." Because we had talked to him about yeah, that. Yeah, he was going to call them task forces. Yeah, but but he, he's got these committees. He still wants to do these task forces. But again, there's some kind of uh, legislation yeah. you can't do that anyway. So he's got these five committees that were under Ken Christians, the, the, the same committees, nothing's changed. So he's finally appointed um, councillors to them. And, and, and it finally got posted uh, uh, late yesterday morning because it wasn't on the weekend agenda. I was doing stories from the weekend agenda. And every councillor was appointed to a committee except for Dale Bass. Right. And now, then... Now, Car Carpock, he was on three. Everyone else was on two. And she was on none. And I have it on good authority. She was livid. So I did a quick story while, while laying out the paper on deadline. I wrote a quick story saying, Hamer Jackson, here's his, here's his uh, committee. Here's his... Uh, because we were told that relationship was hunky-dory. Apologies had been made and everything was well, fine. Well, there, there's eight councillors and, and one mayor. And, and there's five committees with three people on them. And she was on none of them. <laughs> and that so, apparently was an accident. Well, what happened was I wrote the story. I put it online. People started talking about it. About 90 minutes later, oh... The thing changed. Now she's on two. They, they they changed the entire thing. She's now on two committees. And then at the start of the meeting, the the mayor said, uh, "Oh, we made. I made a mistake." Well, I think the mistake was that. Well, I don't know. I can't say for sure. But if I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet that he left her off for whatever reason and put her back on because uh, shit was happening there. I don't think it was a mistake, is what I'm saying. We yeah, can ask him. About I was going to ask you. I mean, do you think that's a mistake or is that just kind of a no a shot? No, I th I think it was. Uh, well, I think it was petty politics. Okay, well, we can ask the mayor about that next yeah. month, although it will be old news by then. We'll probably ask him about it. Well, we'll ask else. him about it because the, those, those committees, they haven't met yet. They're going to start <laughs> meeting, so let's do it. We did have a great response to our first ever Reader's Digest, brought to you by Coal Control Mechanical. We've had 33 subscribers in our last 28 days. Mike over here has been putting us in contact with, with new folks. We have 333 subscribers now in total, and we have this new camera angle right here, the Magic Mirror. The Magic Mirror, brought to you by, maybe... Don't know. Well, and, we don't know yet. And we really want to get rid of this writing in behind me and put somebody's logo or, oh, or something or, yeah. or 
Somebody could do something with that. We should sure. just we should just go to some some someone in the science world. We can leave it like that because it looks like you're doing calculations <laughs> yeah. about nuclear fusion. It's actually or two years old. It's it's uh, nothing new. There's room for product <laughs> placement in there. We are meeting with uh, Club Car today. You'll just drink vodka all day. Flavored uh, vodka uh, bubbly drinks. I, I had some on the weekend, and uh, <laughs> they uh, they uh, twenty five cents of every can goes towards helping aspiring musicians. So it's got my vote right there. How about that for some nice fusion? Yeah. Music Man, Vodka, KLW, Club Car. We'll see. We'll see. The meeting could be a disaster or it could be great. We'll find out next week. Last weekend, though, the three of us. Yeah. you know, Big weekend. Big weekend. But it was a little bit late because... Uh, uh, as, as all the listeners know that uh, we really like to do things together and this year I can't remember which one of yours idea it was but to record a Christmas album uh, so we went out and uh, you know I, I took the low part um, Marty you took the um, I was trying but the problem was we were in this studio and it was so cold I couldn't get my vocals oh, they, they weren't going so who so did we have to we call? We had to call Cold Control Vinny, Mechanical. the king of yeah. commercial. And he came in to warm it up and it helped your vocals. And he came in so quickly because <clears throat> he's so trustworthy and reliable. They were here within 10 minutes and had the job done. They had it ready to rock and and I noticed you know the audio engineer in me really it bothers me when I hear weird resonances in rooms and stuff like that. Um, and this particular studio didn't have enough acoustic treatment in the room, so we called up our friends uh, for Sealy mattresses to put on the walls. Oh, as a, yeah. They're so soft, it just makes things sound beautiful. And they, they stopped the Doppler effect. The, do the Doppler effect. Because they were cows If we were running around in the room. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they were used for two years, because Folds, he got so into it. Oh, he passed out. Like, oh, he always seems to be getting knocked out or passed out. And this one, boom, he falls down, but... There was a Sealy there. Sealy and the good thing was I got woken up because you had a fresh cup of coffee and it just got me back up and we had a, we had a good, uh, good tenor session. The, and the coffee was from? One dollar right now. There are six locations of Kamloops, one in Merritt. And two dollar uh, other La drinks. Lattes. <laughs> Lattes. Lattes. <laughs> okay, and actually some great news and proof that advertising on our show works is we were talking about Gourds and they needed like a Schwarzenegger to help their delivery team. Yes. They found it. So great. Uh, we're, we're taking full credit for that because we've been talking about it. They found that, but they're still looking for a salesperson. Greg didn't show up today. No <laughs> Greg's not here. <laughs> yes. Okay. Salesperson. Oh, that's great. They're looking for a salesperson. I think that's it for our first segment here. So let's move on to Above the Folds with Stephen Carpuck, and it's brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Don't want the nine hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again, the nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money's not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me, but let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go. Seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. Steve and Carpuck, thank you for being here and thank you for dressing up. What's going on here with this outfit? Uh, I don't have an ugly sweater, so this was my attempt at a Christmas uh, thing. Did we mention to you that we were doing Christmas theme, or is this just on your own? No, I, I, I heard there was this guy coming after me, oh. so it's a prelude. How do you feel about opening for Santa Claus? <sighs> I don't mind being second bill. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay, remind people why you ran. Now, that was your, this was your third attempt, right? Three times lucky? I've heard that a few times, yes. yes. So, um, yes, yeah. third time lucky, third time's a charm, and the list goes on. Um, you know what? I think I wanted to make a change. And I think uh, maybe this time around, got my name out enough, did a few things differently, and the public wanted uh, what I had to offer. So I'm grateful to be at the table, as along with eight other individuals, to try and get this hitty to go forward. And what are some of the areas you'd like to see it go forward in? 
Well, we need to get some more business support going here, right? Um, we're, we're, we're not really supporting the businesses in the context of opportunities to grow. We're running out of space and just chatting with Mike here, who's River Song Guitars. He wants to find more space for his business. And, you know, we're, we're sort of lagging behind. We haven't done anything like that uh, to get that opportunity for businesses to grow. A lot of them are going to our neighbors in TTS and across the river, and that's fine. But we need to grow our city, and that's one thing. I think there's also the safety security. We all want that. I mean, no one wants to kind of feel unsafe walking down the, the road or, God forbid, driving down their car down Columbia Street and some guy on the median grabs their bag. That's happened, mm -hmm. right? It's no longer just walking down the street at certain times of day. So I think safety and security is pretty much universal across all of council. I don't think any of us want to see something continue the way it is. So I'm grateful that we've got uh, our new superintendent of the RCMP, Jeff Pelly, local guy. Uh, Friend of the show. He was yeah, yes. on the Super nice that. guy. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, he's got a, a background and an experience on how to operationalize things. He's got good connections. And I'm hopeful that he can uh, he can get some change done in the city that we'd all like to see. So we'll give him time. You went out with, I think, Kelly Hall and the mayor on a sort of walkabout um, early morning to check out the street issues, some of the social issues. What did you learn? Well, first early morning was uh, like 7, 7.30. Okay. So it wasn't early, early morning. Um, I know our mayor's been out earlier than we have, but uh, that's about as early as we wanted to get out. <laughs> right. Um, you know what? We have issues on our streets is what we've learned. Um, and I think in the grand scheme of things, we have some fantastic care providers in this town. What we want to know is can we work with them and can they be transparent and, and answer some of the questions that we may have. And We've got some places about you know, answering questions that are very forthright and others a little more secretive. And I think that's the, the challenge that we're faced with is um, council wants to work. We've got, like I said, great partners. We had a wonderful presentation from uh, Kelly Thompson, the Mustard Seed yesterday and the great work that they're doing and the um, Alliance Church and their you know, membership over there are opening up an emergency shelter here for our community for when it gets below minus 10, and that's fantastic. Just, just over the, the river, the, the Camelot Church? <coughs> yeah, they're just by the overpass. Right, yeah, on, the, right on the north yeah. side there, yeah. Yeah. it'll be the first shelter on the north shore for uh, for, for emergency shelters. But yeah. yesterday's meeting, December 13th, um, the presentation was really, really well received. Um, and more than one councillor, I think maybe yourself included, said that um, <coughs> That's what council wants to hear is the details of how they went and the big thing was notification of the neighborhood. And that might be lacking with the other shelter providers or maybe they're not being as uh, forthright about what they're doing. Well, I think, um, for recall, my colleague Mike O'Reilly brought up the term before I could, um, social license. Mm -hmm. They went about within the community to, I think, gain that social license, that that privilege to work and provide that service with the, I would say, somewhat of approval, better approval process. Mm -hmm. And they were clear and they were transparent and that's kind of the way we want to see it done for mm -hmm. obvious reasons. And good for them. They did a great job and I think, uh, fingers crossed, we don't have to use it, but I know it's going to get colder as the winter yep. progresses, but the people who will be served by there will be well served. For sure. There's been some well-documented drama lately around council, around the mayor. How concerned should the public be about what's been going on in the last week or two? I don't think there's any concern. I think uh, a lot of things got blown out of proportion. I mean, there's always a fear when you have a closed council meeting, what's going on, right? But for obvious reasons, there's a closed council meeting. Um, any one of us could be the one excluded. Any one of us could be the one who is the one what's happening. You know, everyone's questioning what's going on. At the end of the day, there's nothing there. Um, it was a process we had to go through. One that, you know, we don't like going through because we want to be clear and transparent, but Closed things happen for a reason. We've got uh, another one coming up here. We've had a couple already to deal with things where you go to purchase some land and you don't want anyone else to know what that land is because that potentially puts the price at an inflated value that we may have to try and get. Um, so we do it for a reason. It's well documented in the community charter under, I think, Section 90. Yep. Yep. And, uh, labor and uh, personnel. It, but the difference, though, to be, you know, with all due respect, this was way different than your usual ones. You have a, on January 17th, his next in-camera meeting has nothing to do with Reed Hamer Jackson and his potential legal conflicts. It has to do with the, the boring stuff that you, like you say, land and, li land and labor. The, 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 last, the, the last one that was continued from the 6th to the 8th was unusual. 
It was because it, it wouldn't have been happening had the mayor not found himself in potential hot waters, and that is different. And that's never I've never seen that since I've been here since '05. That's, I don't think it's, yeah. yes, it is different because well, if, no, absolutely. But yeah, I, I don't know that we've ever had. I mean. Have we ever had a mayor excluded in a closed council meeting ever? Well, maybe if maybe for regular reasons. Let's let's say a mayor has land next to something that was happening. Yes, and that's normal. Yeah. But we've never had a mayor or councillor, and I stand to be corrected. But I don't think we have. Not in my time here. I've been here seventeen years. Yeah. We've never had a mayor or a councillor excluded because there's potential legal ramifications to the city, and that's the difference here. Big difference here. And there's three issues that we're well, talking what did, about. What, right did, now. what did the uh, the press release come out with? The, the, the release on the Friday? That, that we put out as a council. Yeah. Well, you refer to, you, uh, vaguely refer to the two reasons why the, why the meeting were held. Right. Yes. And it has to do with possible charter violations by the mayor. Possible? Yeah. Possible. Yeah. yeah. He's not guilty of anything. No, he's not. But if there weren't allegations that he has done something, but these meetings wouldn't be held. Anybody can allegate that, right? And we have to go through the sure. due process. Well, I know. And that's what I'm saying, though. So, but no one else has been... Uh, in, allegations of this have never been levied before. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. And he's totally innocent. I, I'm just I'm trying to clarify here. When you said there's nothing big there... Well, you're wrong. There's something big there. You, well, there is something big no, there. I, and it's different, Stephen, than other in-camera meetings. That's all I'm saying. And that's a fact. Well, the reason we were there was different than it's exactly. probably ever been before, yes. and right? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think there was anything there that at the end of the day I was really too concerned about it. Well, your legal counsel had to be there, so obviously someone was concerned. But that's a process. Yes, You've got to go through but it. But they had to be there for a specific purpose. Nothing to do with land. No, and, nothing and, to do with and this. we received the information. It was about protecting the city from any liability if legal action happens. That's what that meeting was about, right? I can't tell you that. <laughs> you can surmise all you want. No, we, I can't we, tell we, you we that. We know but what that was about. And like, like, like I say, people are making a big deal about the, the next in-camera meeting. We know, I know, it's not about the mayor. It's about the boring, normal stuff. This right. is not you good. grilling the mayor and saying that he's guilty of anything. You're, you're no, no, I'm saying the meetings. I'm just clarifying. those. That particular meeting, the meeting that went into the 8th, the 6th to the 8th, which a lot of people got you know, online as illegal. It's not illegal. That meeting where the, where the mayor was at, the first part of that in-camera meeting, but then he had to leave. The reason he had to leave is highly unusual in municipal politics. Unless you're in Surrey, of course, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. What, one more in this vein. We were talking yeah. about um, relationships behind the scenes between councillors um, and how it is newsworthy if they're dysfunctional. I mean, is there a level of dysfunction right now or should we be um, okay with, with how the unity is behind the scenes on council? We are all at dinner last night after the meeting. We all shared a laugh. Is there dysfunction? I think you have to realize we are six individuals. Nancy's still kind of new at this. She's been away for a while. But six of us don't know this job. We don't get a playbook. We don't know how the rules work. It's like drinking from a fire hose wide open and you're taking in what you can as you can. You also have nine, and I'll put myself in there, who are very passionate, very type A personalities. <laughs> you gotta expect clash, <laughs> right? But it's it's an understanding that we have to give and take to get things done, and we need to understand those rules. And we're still learning. Like half of to your comment that uh, they didn't camera. We were like, can we ask these questions? Oh, no, so yeah, that's yeah. why it took so long. Sure, that's yeah. why it ended up in a two day thing. Is because yeah. there well, was no, stuff yeah. that we we're like, well. How do we? And it just we yeah, ran into the public are, meeting. Not, yeah, not and so it, yeah. we didn't know where we were going to be offside, where we were going to be onside, yeah. and so it took way longer because heck, we're not even a couple learning. months in. Well, even yesterday's meeting, and, and, and yeah, I think this function. There's no way you're near that point yet. It's yeah. a, yesterday's meeting, I was mentioning earlier today. If an outsider came in and watched this and had no idea that there were some kind of issues going on, that was the smoothest meeting all year. It was very well, well done. Uh, the mayor's learning. He's a and when he doesn't know, he's asking, "Hey, can I do this?" You know, yeah. amendments to the yeah, procedure yeah. bylaw. I, I actually agree that I think, um, especially that first when he, when the mayor recused himself, it it was seemingly overblown in certain yeah. media areas on Twitter, like you know his whereabouts being unknown. Yeah, it got and kind stuff. of crazy. I thought that yeah. was over yeah. the top. My take is. Give him a chance. Hundred I mean, percent. Give, give him a chance. And, and, <laughs> and, he's, and, and yesterday's meeting was really well done. And beyond that, I, the thing I like about the council yesterday's meeting is you had rep, you know presentations from Tourism Kamloops. You had Kelly from uh, Mustard Seed, and then you had the the uh, the, the bylaws that you approved the, uh, the the slight increase in recreation fees and the um, thank God the cannabis fee coming down. Um, but uh, it was ridiculous from the beginning, and I said this before. And and I don't know why you guys want. Uh, and this is just me. Why you, all the municipalities are clamoring for 
cannabis revenue when you don't get it from the liquors why would you get it from the cannabis it doesn't make any sense my right? understanding is there was a, a talk that that was yeah happen, it was supposed right? to happen well, it, was a, it was a broken promise but the point well, is we had a few of those in town like yeah, maybe a cancer yeah. clinic or times two <laughs> full cancer clinic twice yeah, yeah 90s I know. And I'm old yes, enough to remember yes. both but um, but no the, the, my point was I the fact what was good about yesterday's council meeting and I watched the whole thing while I worked is that um, not only did you guys vote and do this but you've, you there was there was discussion about addressing certain issues going forward with respect to how the tax exempt bylaw happens. Uh, uh, and Nancy had a really good idea, small but important for a lot of people. Why don't we uh, give free admission to parents with kids up to four years old? Right. Little things like that that mean a lot to the people. Nancy has an incredible attention to detail. Yeah. She's a and great balance And I like, and I like that because work. it might seem trivial, but it impacts a lot of people Huge. and it would be really a good idea to look into it. And that's what I like you guys are looking at. Kelly Hall had something you brought up yep. going forward. You brought something up yesterday about Blazers games. Yeah, that was interesting. What, yeah. was, what was that? Uh, you know what? Over the years, our families had uh, season's tickets. We actually left because our kids started to get into that age where they're more interested in walking around than watching the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I can remember the last season that we were there. It was not long after they had introduced beer into the stands, where it used to be you went into the old sports action lounge now, and it was a Norcam Mechanical Group yeah. lounge. There was no vendors in the main arena. You had to go and drink somewhere else. And I watched a lady who used to sit one down from us across the aisle. And some guy came down and dumped four beer. He was already drunk, and he dumped four beer down like, the back of her neck. Like a over. purposeful dump? Or no, he just oh, okay. stumbled because yeah, 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 he was yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Was this, that was back when it first started? That was right when it first started. Yeah. So, you know, just the other day, I was there with my daughter. We've got season's tickets. And there's a group of five guys, 20-something, I'm going to guess. They show up before the game starts, and they're drinking two beer. Before the end of the first period, he'd already gone up and got two more. End of the first period, he's got two more. By the time the game's done, he's had 10 beer. Yeah. Every one of the other guys in there has at least six. How did they get to the game? We have a crappy transit system. Oh, yep. did they say that? Like, um, so I'm pretty sure that <laughs> they, they didn't drive. Were they out of control? Oh, maybe they did. Were they out of control at the, at the game? Or well, you, you were just you know concerned about after the fact, right? Well, it's more than just after the fact because then you start to hear the language yeah, that starts. They loose. get a little yeah, bit yeah. less reserved. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit social behavior that comes out of the woodwork that you wouldn't otherwise. And I thought we had this policy about serve it right. The guy's mm -hmm. staggering up the stairs yeah. by the end of the second That's period. Point, right? who's, who's watching? Who's, who's watching? Who's but we have vendors in all the corners. Yeah. And I, I know we want to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, if you watch the meeting, uh, Councillor Sarai and, and is interesting. He wants to look at yeah. how are we doing we this do in our the city. Whole, whole vendor thing. Yeah. And that's why like I raised that issue. Do you have ideas for what you'd like to see? Well, I mean, personally, I, I think we need more family-friendly stuff in town. And I hear that all the time. Um, you think you should have sex? Is, are there any non-alcohol sections? Oh, I think there is a I think there's a one family section there where there's all no you drinking. Yeah. I think all you need is oversight. Someone's saying, "Hey, you've had well, enough, buddy." That's, that's and, it. And I'm not saying it has to be abstinent, yeah. but when you see, like, and I've seen this walking around with the second period, you can see people who are already staggering mm. in that second period because you know they've had a few, but they can go over and I watched a guy who was literally and I'm. He's not like that most of the time. I can know. I know that personally. Well, well hopefully they're they're riding bikes. If we can switch gears here, and that's something that you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love to ride my bike. Although not not people, you're not advocating people get wasted and ride their bike. But um, how do we stack up as a city as far as being bike friendly, uh, in, in general? How how are we doing there? You want the brutal answer? Yeah. Uh, yes. We suck. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my things. Is it because of topography? Or is it because of planning? A bit of both. And a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, break it down. I mean, so I, I live in Brock. Um, I have an office in Aberdeen by uh, just past Aberdeen Mall and Hillside Way. I've been hit twice on my via on my bike when I rode on the road. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, both times knocked to the curb. Right. One was a 10-ton truck hit me in the back of the head. It was mirror because I was standing on my pedals trying to go. And fortunately, it wasn't into the truck or we wouldn't have this conversation probably. Yeah, so. Um so now I ride on the sidewalk. When mm -hmm. I get to that Garen Creek, I ride the sidewalk all the way yeah. up, which is not where I'm supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I will ride the road going down, try not to pass too many cars. But, um, yeah, I think our, we, we've heard this loud and clear from those of us who are listening, and I think there's a receptive audience at City Hall um, now with the council. We have a disjointed system. You've got lots of little sections which are great, and they go nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got connectivity now coming off Summit down into Peterson Creek. And then there's no linkage to anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you've got part of the river's trail, and it terminates and goes through parts of it, but it doesn't go anywhere specifically. So I think that would be some of the things that I would like to see going forward, a strategic plan 
you know, everyone says, well, that's how you're going to recruit doctors. Well, we lost a doctor in the spring who was on a mic pathway. I have some issues with how that was perceived. Yeah, but, that was, um, uh, well, that was the, um, and that was, that had nothing to do with um, riding right. on the road. It was just a freak accident. He was apparently going too, too fast, fast in a bike yeah. lane going down Highland yeah. Drive, which... But then again, that raises the question, how can you go 20 kilometers downhill, downhill. like this? So it's, it's a lot of weird stuff about yeah, that way. So it's just a tragedy. It is a tragedy. Like I said to you before, though, we brought this up. If I'm riding a bike, unless there's a dedicated bike lane, I'm on the sidewalk and I'm yeah. not paying a fine. Screw you, I'm not going to get nope. killed. And you, you probably won't get a fine. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, you're not supposed to, right? But unless there's a dedicated bike lane, yeah. it's too dangerous in some parts of town. It is. And you know what? We have... An attitude in this town that bikes are, are, you know, I've been chased off the road, some guy in a pickup truck. Get off the road! Yeah, hippie. Tom. Right? And, you know, this happened actually, I was in going to school in uh, Burnaby, uh, Burnaby Mountain. I lived yeah. in New West. Some guy literally chased me across a guy's lawn. Effing cyclist, what are you doing? Get mm. off the road. And I thought, what the heck? Jeez. So it's not just here. It's, a, it's an attitude and it's a culture. Yeah. We don't see it like we do in larger centers in Europe where mm. they've had this history of people cycling, mm -hmm. the infrastructure's there. But I think our city also has to have a willingness to build that, and it costs money. Yeah. And you're dressed up. It's Christmas time. Do you have any family Christmas traditions? I do. Um, wanted to start one years ago with my kids, and I continue it on. Uh, eldest is going to be 18 here this spring. So every Christmas Eve, Dad sits down with a new Christmas story. So Original? I, uh, no, no, I, I look for what's sort of a Christmas story that's age appropriate. They've obviously changed as they've gotten older. Mm -hmm. um, and they get their Christmas Eve present, which is a tradition. It's usually new pajamas yes, or something. That's right, yeah. Everyone gets their, I don't think it's McDonald's, but they get their <laughs> hot chocolate. Yeah. Well, we'll bring you McDonald's this year. <laughs> and uh, Dad reads a new Christmas story before they go to bed. Cool. And that's uh, it's now going on 17, 17. 18 years. How many kids? We have three. Three, so all three, three soon to be teenagers. Right what about on. you guys growing up? Well, the pajama thing with my kids when they were growing up, that was the same thing. On Christmas Eve, they, we want to open a present. It was always pajamas yeah. the night before. We and did then, the Christmas Eve present as yeah. well. And it was nothing but always pajamas. And then they slept in those pajamas and then woke up and then we did the yeah. Christmas. Very nice times. Yeah. I think the only thing that I've enjoyed more recently is the kids don't wake up at four in the yeah. morning <laughs> and try and get out and like, hey, can we open presents? Yeah. And I'm maybe of the same thing. Yeah. You can have the stocking and go back to bed, but yeah. don't wake up your parents, right? And then they reach a certain age. My kids are in college, but when they got a certain age, you had to wake them up. That's Come exactly on, what go, we're starting to get to, Chris. So we're, we're excited about this. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have to wake the kids up. It's like 930. Yeah. You should get out of bed. Uh, reverse. That's yeah. good. Yep. Steven? Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate Thank you. Yeah, That's great. Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. There's other people in the same business, so what makes you guys stand out? We're cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> We're primarily refrigeration contractors servicing the commercial market. Heating, cooling, commercial refrigeration, gas fitting, kind of a one-stop shop. Well, when you call Cold Control Mechanical, you're getting a personalized feel. You know you're gonna get two qualified technicians. We both have our tickets. Who you call and talk to is usually who's gonna show up at the door, so. We can find a solution to your problem, we will. Uh, you know, we're both ambitious guys and uh, we like to like to get after it. And I mean more like the jobs you guys have completed with Cold Control, like who you're- Oh, is that what you mean? Okay, we'll leave that out, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, that's an odd one. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what you, you'll edit it and sub it, yeah, I don't know. That's the camera. Oh, look at the camera? Yeah, if you want, yeah, camera anywhere. Right there, Santa. The camera is right there, and what an absolute pleasure to have Santa Claus and Buddy the Elf on the show today. So, are you guys related? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. How does it, how does it work? What's the like, what's the relationship here? Well, he's the chief elf. He's the, the chief he's elf. The employee. He's, he's, he's employee of Santa. Okay. So, <laughs> what's it like to work for this man? Um. Well, we work 365 days a year, and um, we get breaks at midnight for half an hour, and that's yeah. Are you just steady all the way through? Are you unionized yet, or does Santa not allow that? No, he will yeah, not allow yeah, that at yeah, the North Pole. He, yeah. he said that'll just mess everything up. It's an open shop then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There gotcha. was a bit of a delay here in your guys' arrival. I was wondering, is Prancer injured? Did Rudolph stop somewhere and get distracted, or is everybody on schedule? Everyone's on schedule, as far as I know. Okay. How busy of a time is this for you? 
very busy. What do you yeah. love about this time of year? Well, one of the things that I do is um, visit a lot of seniors' homes and, uh, you know, see them and uh, get to just, just visit with the old folks. And when you talk to them, what are some of the common things they say to you? Well, most of them are just looking for peace in the world or uh, uh, many of them, many of them say they've got everything they need where they are. Okay, that's interesting. They're not into collecting uh, a lot of toys and gimmicks and such. No, but the kids that we're going to hear from now, they are interested in collecting toys and gimmicks. And it looks like you brought a bag here. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's in the bag? Well, that'll be full of toys when uh, it's got coal in it now. So that when I'm making my rounds, <laughs> if I run into anyone that needs any coal. Well, this guy earlier on the show, he got into it with a guest. So some coal maybe in his stock. No, coal. We're just asking questions about maybe some coal for City Hall until they get their shit together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Magic. I don't have a big enough bag for that. <laughs> <laughs> is your cam going, Mike? It is going, yes. Here I am. Do you have a question oh, here? Oh, like, how excited are you right now? I, 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 it's Santa Claus is here. And Buddy the Elf is here. So yeah, I'm totally beyond excited. I can't believe this. And Santa Claus, I got a thousand questions for you. And I, I just, you, I want to tell you that when I was 12 years old and you brought me that guitar, it changed my life, so thank you very much. I bet it did. Do you remember that delivery? Yes, yes. That was Buddy's ID. Oh, oh Buddy. So Mike needs a guitar. Yeah, life changing. <laughs> life changing. Now look where Life changing. Look Absolutely. at me now. Yeah. Look at me, Mom. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. So, Santa, you've just found this out, so you're going to be thinking on your feet, but it's easy for you. you. You're used to this kind of thing. We have some young guests, and they have some questions for you. And we're going to start with guest number one here. His name is Owen. He's a little buddy of mine, and he has a question for you, Santa. Santa, where are your reindeer? Where is even Rudolph the reindeer? So what he said was, Santa, where are your reindeers specifically? Where is Rudolph? Well, they're, I always park them on the roof when I, when I come down. and. Uh, they they go with me wherever I go, wherever I gotta be. Do they always heed your commands? Are they pretty under control? Yeah, most of the time. Have you ever had any issues there with the with the reindeer? Uh, you just have to feed them enough candy canes. It, it's usually when their uh, low on sugar. sugar levels are getting low, <laughs> right. then they kind of get a little bit uh, which, temperamental. Which so. one is probably the most uh, misbehaved? Uh, Prancer. Oh, uh, Prancer, we thought. Oh, was, yeah. What's the issue with Prancer usually? Uh, likes to prance a little too much. <laughs> <He> likes <laughs> to prance a little bit. If you have yeah, to prancing, yeah. sit and wait while we're doing something, it just He just keeps still. prancing around. Well, he might yeah. need, some, need, need some Ritalin or something, eh? <laughs> Maybe. Yes, we, yes. we did suspect that, but yeah. we just give, uh, give him extra candy. Yeah, extra candy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's our strategy. Mm -hmm. Okay, Olin, I hope that answered your question, buddy. We can move on to, to number two here. This is from Blake. She's an absolute wild child. Let's see what Blake has to say for Santa. My name is Blake Cardi and I am five years old and my question is today um, why do how do elves make toys when they're so tiny? Oh, there's a question for, uh, for and, Buddy. And here. Buddy, have you been on growth hormones? Because you, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not so small. Yeah. So can you take that question? Yes. Um, so Elves are actually perfect for making toys because they have such tiny, delicate hands. Because inside those toys are these tiny little gears and little things. So um, if, if you try doing robotics, they, they get too complicated. So actually, elves are ideal. And, and they work around the clock. And they work basically for candy canes. I myself am not actually a real elf. What had happened was I had... I was at an orphanage and I, and I hopped into Santa Sack and I went up to, um, up to the um, North Pole. Right. And so, so that I was raised by elves. Um, you took, but you took Buddy human. in and, and, and yeah, yeah. I took him in and more or less adopted him. Yeah, it's benevolent, right. just like yes. Gord's Appliance and Mattress uh, Center, <laughs> with their monthly uh, pay back program. Yes, Gord's giving back program. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I feel like there's a bit more there. Do is is Buddy the best elf you've ever had? Um, or do you not like to, to rank them? Yeah, if we start ranking them, 
And if I list anyone special, they're going to ask for a raise. <laughs> or a wildcat strike or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah that could be, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on, Blake. I hope that way. Mike, we are recording here just to double-check. Yes, we are. Thank you, Mike. Um, this is a special person in my heart, the next one. This is Ada. This is my little niece, mm -hmm. all the way from White Rock. Uh, what's your question, Ada? Um, is, you have a star Santa. That was a bit tough to understand. She just said, do you have a store? Oh. No, we're not into retail. <laughs> no, not into retail. <laughs> you do have a, a workshop, though. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Big workshop. What's the workshop like? Um... Well, we, we have uh, all sorts of workstations all over the place, and we implement things like pulleys and slides and all sorts of tubes and stuff to move the stuff around quickly. Um, when we saw Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, we actually decided to implement a chocolate fountain and river so that we could send the toys down oh, river. Very cool. Instead of a conveyor belt, it just, to us elves, the added sugar content just made sense, so it's, it's a pretty magical land. Um, Seems a little great. bit dangerous too. But I think I think maybe what Ada is asking: Do we have a store like the Gap or Amazon or Lee's Music? Lee's Music. <laughs> <laughs> Where our toys get sold, and yes, we do make them available. To these stores. Okay, mm. so all Ada. So and that's and that might be where the confusion is. That was mm. the confusion, I think, Ada. So Santa, with all the toys that you get this year, Ada, they come from Santa. Santa's workshop. Santa's workshop. Absolutely. Any WorkSafe claims ever up there at the? Um, we are trying to keep <laughs> any form of WorkSafe and bureaucracies. <laughs> we need the elves to just be able to express themselves freely without the hindrance of no unions. Um, <laughs> safety regulations. It slows things down. Okay, so. fair. Well, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The next one is from another good friend of mine. It's from Ainsley. Her dad's poker night's on the 23rd, by the way. He likes cokeities, just in case you uh, <laughs> want to know that. Uh, this is Ainsley. Christmas tradition. Oh. Mm. I gotta tradition. tell you, I I lost my hearing aid in the parade. It was such a wild parade this year, so I haven't had time to have the elves make me a new hearing aid. So you're gonna have to repeat that question. Well, it was her favorite tradition. What's, what, what? what is your favorite tradition? Oh, my favorite tradition is comes after Christmas when I'm able to relax after a big day of delivering toys. Mm -hmm. Just sit back, drink some eggnog, and listen to rock and roll. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. What's your favorite rock and roll artist that Santa likes? Well, I don't really have any favorites, but I'm into the old time stuff, of course. Just know. Jingle Bell Rock on repeat. <laughs> um, what about the milk and cookies thing? Do you like, or do you get sick of milk and cookies? Uh, I don't mind if they leave rum and coke once in a while. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's move on. This one, this one here folds. You know little Hayes. Who's Hayes? Hayes is uh, in Langley, so our viewership is expanding. Hayes is my sister, one of my sister's grandkids, grandson. How old are you? How old are you? Oh. Oh, well, we lost track a long time ago. I, I thought that was I, a good I question. I don't think we, we haven't celebrated a, my birthday for years. Because you just seem to stay very constant. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way it is with Father Time. Yes. Probably uh, tell Hayes that uh, Santa's as old as the wind and as young as the moon. I, I usually say older than dirt and fart and dust, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yours is a little more poetic, I guess. Do elves age? Uh, very, very slowly. The average age of the elves up there is four to five hundred years old. Are, are, are inter-work relationships allowed with the elves? Uh, yeah, yeah, but... It has to be under the uh, supervision of the head elf, of course. That, that sounds otherwise, the kids out of hand, right? <laughs> yeah. Not enough work gets done, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to keep them not nose to the grindstone. If they work in different departments, if there's no 
superiors to each other, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay, we can move on from that one too. Let's move on <laughs> to two good friends of mine again, Lena and Audrey. Their dad is eight feet tall. This is Gail's grandkids, Gail McCallum. Oh, Gail McCallum, grandkids. lovely lady, yes. Lena and Audrey. Hi, Santa. I, I want to know how much else you have. And I'm wondering what's Mrs. Claus's real name. Oh, Merry good questions. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Two questions there. What's Mrs. Claus's real name, and how many elves do you have? Uh, Mrs. Claus's real name is Marilyn. Marilyn Claus. Uh -huh. Tell us a bit about Marilyn Claus. What's she like? Um, <laughs> the, the truth is she's, she's in uh, long-term care right now. Oh, she has, okay. yes. yes. She's caught Alzheimer's so, oh. and has been for... The last parade that she was able to be on was 2019, so. Okay, okay. I'm yes. sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's my real life story. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yes. What about the elves? How many, how many elves does Santa have? Elves, oh. 427 last I counted. Oh, I was oh. gonna say four to 500, so yeah. that's. Yeah, that's pretty close. I'm glad you keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not well, we got to make sure we're ordering enough candy canes for everybody, <laughs> or the production really drops. So. Yeah. Have you ever had cases of the of candy canes just going missing? Um, yeah, it, it's happened once in a while. Yeah. But you always find a passed out elf in a pool of sugar, and you figure it out quick. <laughs> So you can't so, so, hide so, so, that. So the North Pole has the same uh, issues that everyone else does down here. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. When, yeah, when you, uh, sure. I was going to ask you this question anyway, because some of these kids they're going to uh, misbehave over Christmas. I mean, how do you think these these kids should be uh, disciplined if they misbehave over Christmas? Uh, I think you got to cut them some slack over Christmas. You know, that's right. this, this we a, do that for the elves too. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, even the ones that are passed out. In pools, oh. of sugar. pools of sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so their headache is their happen. punishment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have a few more here, including this is little Jack and little Mari, and we'll hear from them right now. Mm, I want to know Okay, do you want to ask him any questions about his Rudolph or his elves? No. Jackie, do you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so there were no questions there. Um, Mari just said she wants a Barbie camper and an LOL, and Jack is oh. just very sick. So, yeah, so maybe lots bring Jack some NyQuil or something. Mm. Yes. Well, lots of requests for the LOL. What's the LOL? It's, yeah, what is the LOL? It's a, what, what, what is the LOL? It's like a little toy, toy little doll. doll. Yeah. yeah, little doll. But, but those are hot this year? They have been for the last five years. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. when, you, when you see a little sick boy like that, um, how does it make Santa feel when he sees boys that are sick like that? Well, I'm sure his mother is going to make sure that he feels good. And Santa doesn't like to see anyone sick. No, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe some NyQuil. NyQuil would be good. NyQuil in the stocking. Knocks him out too, and then mom can take a break. Yeah, she needs a break. <laughs> we have two left. The first one is from Kaysen. Hey, Santa, what color are your Christmas lights? <laughs> he asked you, what color are your Christmas lights? Red and green. Red and green. Yeah. Classic. Mike, mm -hmm. do you have Christmas lights? Very up? traditional. Yes. I actually do have Christmas lights, and uh, this year, Santa, you'd be really proud of me because this year I put them all on bars, and I can take my Christmas lights up and down in like five minutes, mm. and it's very, very, very cool, and I'm the envy of my entire neighborhood. Do you have any more uh, questions for Santa? Um, yeah, Santa Claus. Uh, you know, the music industry, the, it's 3% of the population. Uh, do you do anything to try to get more young kids and, and uh, into playing musical instruments? Hmm. Well, when they request musical instruments, we definitely deliver, but we haven't gone on a program to try to push musical instruments on them. <laughs> yeah. You're not um, forcing we, guitars into their hands? No. We have snuck some, you know, maracas and different shakers and, and little things into the stockings, you know, just to try to 
encourage a bit of interest, but we'll, we'll but put I think, the elves on that. Maybe we should be encouraging more music. I I, I, I think I think Mike's looking to joint venture with the elves. <laughs> yeah, I, I am looking to partner up, and, and I'd and be all over that up Santa. And build more guitars. You know, there might be something there. We're going to have to. It's a little late for this Christmas, but we'll take it under advisement, and I think we should look at it next year. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So, I mean, why just sing? Why not have some instruments in there, too? Musical accompaniment, yeah. Yeah. And if uh, someone can make a buck off it, hey, what the hell? That's a Christmas (laughs) spirit, right? (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Hey, buddy, what uh, what does Santa mean to you? What does Santa mean to to me? Um... Well, of course, what Santa meant to me first was was a home, you know, and and actually back to when we talked about the nursing homes and when we talk about Christmas, one of the biggest requests I've heard when I've gone to the nursing home is for visits. And so what Santa means to me is connection. And when we go to nursing homes, that's what we're doing is creating connection. And when you talk about you know, if a kid's been bad, well, they're probably lacking connection. So to me, Santa and Christmas is about that. Well, that's and a- the commercialization, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not going to discount that, but well, connection that, that, is key as well. That's an amazing answer. I was going to ask you, sometimes Christmas reminds us, some people, of the people that aren't here anymore to, mm-hmm. to yeah. be with us. So how do you um, help people through those, through those moments? Um, I think that commemorative ornaments are a great way to do that yeah is that when someone's still around you can give them an ornament that has their name and um, you can do the same for somebody that's passed and then you can take some moment to reflect over a Christmas tree on who's in your life and and who you miss anything to add to that one Santa well one one of the things uh, in addition to to peace that I get asked for is, once in a while, the older people will say, I know you can't do this, uh, but I really would like my husband or my wife back. And, uh, you know, so we usually give those people hugs and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, help, help them along. Because Christmas can be a lonely time for a lot of people. So, you know, I always try to encourage people to... Um, to visit the retirement homes and 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 visit mm-hmm. old people who don't have any family members left. Yeah. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Very good well, idea. Well, these are two two fantastic answers. Um, let's finish off with one more question from Tegan. My name is Tegan Cardi, and I'm seven years old. And my question for Santa is: Do reindeer like? Tacos. <laughs> she just wants to know, do reindeer like tacos? Well, you don't want to feed them tacos before the big night. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first rule that Santa has. And then some yeah, of them no like beans. tacos, a couple of them um, from too much ingestion of candy canes. Uh, they can't really do the spicy food, so we got to do like these weird vegan tacos with um, with low spice. But uh, for the most part, they like it. There's only a couple that are absolute nose on tacos. You just don't want to eat brown snow, basically. Is you, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa's behind the reindeers. So that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, worst yeah, thing yeah. to say, right? Yeah, it's like Kramer and the horse. Yeah, it's like, oh, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty's oh, been on a horse carriage, yeah. horse-drawn carriage where they've had you know a rough meal. Try try having that many reindeer in who's front of you. After tacos, uh, uh, yeah. uh, all the reindeer are hard workers, but who's got the most flatulence? Vixen. Vixen. <laughs> yes. No doubter. Why? Yeah. Right to your first thing, yeah. Vixen. Vixen is just, oh, man. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Yeah. And proud of it. That's oh. that's the part that I think bothers Santa the most is that <laughs> he flaunts it. He thinks it's funny. So. Oh, Vixen. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been fantastic. Is there anything you'd like to add before we let you go? Because I know you have things to do. Very busy. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Thank you. Um, Just, I would encourage everybody to take a moment over Christmas to be grateful for the people that you have and the things that you have in your life. Okay, well, thank you very much, Buddy and Santa, and good luck on your uh, travels. 
Thanks. That's a wonderful photo by Dave the Hawk Eagles. Yep. Right there, that's Fulton Cup press conference last week, and I went there, and like manna from heaven, there was kind of a neat little story angle. It's tough to keep these things fresh because it's the same tournament every year. Mm -hmm. um, this year, we found out that the Senior Boys Championship trophy had gone missing. Yes. And Sahali had won it last. In 19, right? 2019. Yes. And uh, it's like a, one of those old Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup stories, you know, when the cup goes missing. So the fabled trophy for the for the senior boys went missing. The tournament's going to start. It starts today on the on the 14th. And um, we're, what happened? To and it? it's not just the trophy. There's some history along with it right. because all the um, names of the winners are on that trophy. Right. And um, they were not written down. So there's yeah. some history lost along with the trophy. Now we do. Um, I just got an update on this that we will share after this little video. Uh, what I did was I asked all the students who took this thing. So here's their answers. Well, uh, Sahali won the, the championship. The Sahali senior boys won the championship two years ago. And uh, the, the AD at Sahali remembers having the trophy. He got the trophy engraved and, uh, and they haven't seen it since. Uh, so it's, it's gone missing in the city somewhere. So we're hoping it'll, it'll find its way home. But if, if somebody knows where it is, that would be, that would be great. But uh, if not, we'll have to get a new one. Trophy, trophy missing? I did not hear missing. that. The, I didn't hear that The either. senior boys trophy has disappeared. Who oh, won no. last year for West Side. West Side won last yep. year, but it actually disappeared the year before. Really? Went to Halley won. Do you know what's going on? Did you steal the trophy? I don't know. You'd have to ask Sahali. You'd have to ask Sahali. Can't say I stole the trophy, no. <laughs> oh. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this, no. Did you Did you take it? Did you steal the trophy? <laughs> no, no, not us. We're innocent. So you haven't heard anything about it, eh? No, no. So you didn't take it? No. <laughs> Where do you think it could have gone? I have no clue. Okay. Bear, you didn't take it. Bear, you didn't take it. <laughs> Do you have any theories about what might have happened to it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because um, Hallie had it last, so maybe they just kept it and they're just kind of holding on to it. <laughs> Selling it off, trying to get something out of it. Did you know about the Senior Boys Trophy and how it's gone missing? No, I didn't. Didn't know about that, eh? Did you hear about that? <laughs> I just heard about it in the room. <laughs> any, any theories on where it might be? Who won it last year might have it. Have you heard anything about it? I haven't seen anything about it, but it came to our attention today that it was missing. No theories? No. No. no one of the girls from Sahali said it might be in Japan with one of their players, but who knows? It might be in Japan with one of their players. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, but it's not at St. Anne's. St. Anne's didn't take it? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Yeah, I did. Last year, we uh, when we won, we ended up having to hold the girls' trophy in the fixture. Uh... Any theories on where it is? No idea. The last thing I heard is it was at Sahali, so... And you didn't know about this? Uh, I heard about it today. I bet you they're just harboring it. It'll be like, oh yeah, it's our trophy for now. It's ours forever. So who's the top dog in the in the women's division this year? Oh, it's definitely us. <laughs> yeah. 100% Sahali. We're gonna win this. The senior boys trophy, it's gone missing. And Sahali had it last. So, where is the trophy? Do you know? I do not. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's suspicious. I don't. I don't know where the trophy is. <laughs> We were the last team to win it, so they were asking us about it, but we, we don't know where it is. Were you on that team that won it? I was not. A celebration, maybe, and they were, they were you know, having some pop out of it and Never, left no. it somewhere. The players on that team are all gone now. They're all doing their own thing. Maybe it's in, maybe it's where they are. Who knows? <laughs> so what do you think? eBay? Is it stolen? Is it in a, is it in a <laughs> gym bag somewhere? I don't know. I'm, my feeling is it's somewhere in this city. It's somewhere in, on somebody's shelf or sitting in a back room, I'm not sure. But uh, I bet you it's out there somewhere in Calums. All fingers were pointing toward well, Sahali because they're the last known team to hold this trophy. It's 1.36 p.m. on Wednesday, December 14th. And what just happened? At 1.01 p.m., I got a text from Will Blair, who we just heard from. He said, Westside brought the Boys' Cup in. It's still a mystery. No one's fessing up. Mm -hmm. So apologies to the Sahali to the, to the Sabres. We're already convicted in a court of public opinion. <laughs> in our newspaper, I mean, all fingers were pointing to them. Sahali. West Side is not the best side, apparently. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, cool little story. I'm glad that uh, it's had a positive ending. The Absolutely. trophy's back where it needs to be. And that's cool. That's a coda. Apologies are, are uh, in order. Right on. Okay, let's wrap the show. One more slide, I think, Bill. Yeah, this show went a little haywire. We had a three-hour delay because Santa was caught up. Mike, yep. any thoughts on that? 
I'm so I'm so excited that Santa actually came and Buddy the Elf and and it was all it, it was all worth the wait for me. It was all worth the wait. Any highlights for you? Uh, just a good show. Stephen Carpuck was very um, informative and um, very eager, and um, Santa was fantastic. Did we ask you about your family traditions? Uh, not really. Uh, so my, my wife, my father-in-law, and my mother-in-law is uh, Swedish and Australian, so fairly small family here in Canada. Uh, and on Christmas Eve, we always go out to their place and have traditional Swedish foods, which is really awesome. Uh, and then we go to my sister's place where my mom and, and sister cook up enough food to feed the entire West Kelowna uh, for Christmas Day. So that's, uh, that's our um, things. Uh, that was the Magic Mirror Cam, by the way. Mm -hmm. Sponsored by nobody yet, but hopefully somebody soon. Gotta get rid of all. We gotta get rid of all these uh, letters and stuff. Your logo could be right behind. Your logo, here. some product placement right there. Get Mike drinking a vodka from Club Car, maybe <laughs> possibly today's meeting. Yep. We also love our brand new sponsor, Cold Control Mechanical. They sponsor Reader's Digest, uh, McDonald's, still on board. Ba 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 ba. And of Gorge. course, Gord's Appliance and Mattress yep. Center. For Chris Folds, Greg's not here. Magic Mike and Bill. We'll see you last week.